0: Hello and welcome to the Dementia Together podcast. My name is Jessica Hubbard, and in this episode, we're speaking to Dr. Rashmi Pawn, a retired physics teacher who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2017. Rashmi lives close to a seaside in Brighton with his wife Maggie. He's originally from Uganda but moved to London to study in his teens. In around 2016 and well into his retirement, Rashmi started to notice some memory problems. He had always had a good memory, so he thought this was down to getting older. However, the symptoms worsened and Rashmi started to find everyday tasks more difficult. He went to see his GP and was asked to do some memory tests, which indicated things weren't quite right. Carry on listening to hear more about adjusting to life after a dementia diagnosis. Hi, Rashmi. Nice to meet you. I'm Jessica. You've got a really lovely view here yes. and um have you always lived in Brighton or no no um
1: but many years now how, when did how long you do you Was it about oh, eight, eight,
2: seven, eight. Seven. ah
0: so it's so quite a while then yeah. yeah what what drew you to Brighton
1: Megan originally came from south yeah uh, you were in Sussex once we Chichester. Chichester, we've come here on just a day trips so when we were in London so we always liked it our sons were for time, they went to Sussex University, so we used to come then as well. So on the whole, we mm-hmm. like it, and I is seaside anyway. Eh? But
2: also, my friends
1: moved down. Just to... Oh right, yeah. But uh, some of them moved down because we were here. Yeah, it was kind down. of a it was yeah. sort
2: of
0: critical mm-hmm.
2: mass, and yeah. the then yeah, closest yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you have quite close friends still nearby then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's that yeah, must well, be quite then, nice. Yeah. Although the couple are now enjoying life by the sea, Rashmi was born in Uganda. He remembers this time fondly, as well as the close-knit community where he used to live. I meant to ask you about that because you were actually born in Uganda. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And um, do you can you tell me a bit about your upbringing? What do you remember about it in Uganda?
1: Well, <laughs> my I, mean, I was born and brought up in Uganda, so I, I was there until I did my. Just yes cases so or matriculation exams in those days. It was really a very closely knit community. Mm. Had so many friends. When my brother got married, my older brother, we invited people we were very close to. So there were only 2,500 people at the wedding.
0: That's quite something, that's incredible. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. The society Goodness. was so closely yeah. knit.
1: Some people travel from Kenya and far away as well yeah. to attend the wedding. But majority of it is in the town and practically being such a closely knit community. You could go out any time and people you pass by people's home since the way yeah. that you always ask you to come in or so it was lovely.
0: Do you remember enjoying
1: mm. school? Yes. I mean I, enjoy, I enjoyed school as I was a student And of course even teaching I liked.
0: And um, it was um, physics that you taught, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Did you what led you to study physics? Did you just really enjoy the subject? I or? did. Yeah. Do you find that you you were kind of naturally drawn to it and had a skill for it as That's well? Right. Yeah.
1: When I was in secondary school, we did senior Cambridge exams, so we did all the Western education. Mm. But if uh, then I was already enjoying physics quite a lot, so physics and maths.
0: After finishing his GCSEs, Rashmi followed in the footsteps of many of his peers and moved to London to continue his studies. You fully embraced student life, rarely cooking a meal and having a gay old time.
1: As soon as I finished my GCS or matriculation exam, we came to I mean, I came to London and spent the next 30, 40 years in London.
0: Yeah. What drew you to London? It wasn't
1: just me, it's just that it was a common a common destination for mm. many students. And my elder brother had already come to London oh, I see. to study. Most yeah. of my friends were here. So, London was the obvious place to go to. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: what makes you say that?
1: Well, for one thing, I lived in near Marble Arch, okay, the centre yeah. of London. Uh, Bingo Starr and John Lennon lived just around the corner. Almost sometimes I saw them.
0: So they were your neighbours,
1: <laughs> And um, we, i knew lots of uh, lots of people from East Africa, Asians. That settled in uh, that area, West London. They stayed in East Africa House to start with. Meanwhile, they looked around for a place to live in. In my case, it was uh, very suitable to live nearby. So I lived a sort of two minutes walk from Marble House tube station because I went to college to do my A levels in city of Westminster College.
2: Okay. And you never had to cook.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, that's true. In the evening, we always went to one restaurant or another round Marble Arch area. Didn't think it was anything special, Mm. but then I realised after a while when when I told my friends in college that, oh, I lived by Marble Arch, and they said, wow. (laughs) The fact that I always ate around there and so on.
0: Rashmi studied physics at the University of London, eventually obtaining a PhD. He also met his wife Maggie while in London.
1: So you, you did your
0: studies, and um, did you become a, a teacher almost straight away? Have you always been a teacher?
1: I, I did my first degree, BSc in uh, London University, mm. and I did my Ph.D. there. Mm. And then uh, more or less went into teaching straight away. Went to Canada in Britain. When I came back, I just uh, got a teacher's job, mm. and I, I enjoyed it.
0: You say you went to Canada. Did you? When did you meet? Did you know each other at this time?
1: And we went together. What year was it that we, got? But we went there. Mm. 17, 17, 17, 17. 17. 17.
0: Mm. And How did you meet? Was it through university? Or my
2: friend from where I my second degree place was getting married to a guy who was a friend of somebody who was sharing the flat with you. Yeah. So that they they invited us to their party, and we met there in eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said to him, yeah. where Where have you come from? And he said he's definitely not. I said, no, I mean tonight. Because it seemed like a long way out to me because I was living in the middle of central London as well. In 1974,
0: the couple moved to Canada together. By this point, they were married and had had the first of their three sons. Rashmi's brother was also living in Canada. His family had to leave Uganda during the military dictatorship of Idi Amin, who had ordered the country's Indian community to leave in 1972.
1: I don't probably you don't, don't know much about that, but in Uganda the Asians were asked to leave the country mm-hmm. by the then prime minister, so prime minister dictator. So my sister ended up in Boston, mm-hmm. years there. My brother went went to Winnipeg in Canada. We went there travelling. Right after the degrees, our degrees. We obviously didn't settle there.
0: Both Rashmi and Maggie worked as teachers whilst in Canada, but ultimately moved back to London as they preferred the lifestyle. Rashmi worked at a secondary school, later becoming head of science at a school in East London. Rashmi retired in 2006 and the couple travelled the world together. And um, you're retired now, aren't you, from teaching? And um, do you remember how long ago it was that you retired? Hmm. Um,
1: 2006, I think.
2: What? Retired? Yes.
1: 2006 we retired. Could have taught for five more years mm. because they expect expected, not expected, but they allow you to work for more people yeah. when, when you go to it, it helps. Like, uh,
0: Was there anything that you knew you wanted to do straight away after you retired? did
1: travel quite a lot first We wanted to move
2: so that took the next mm. year didn't it and then we went traveling. We rented it out straight away so paid yeah. for
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we traveled around the world. Yeah. For oh, about three months we seven. were, seven, seven months.
0: Seven. Have you, um, you travelled quite extensively? Have you been to quite a few places?
1: Only around the world, that's all. Uh, only around the world?
0: <laughs> what was your favourite place that you travelled to?
1: I mean, I've always liked going to India anyway, but uh, not that I came from there. but my parents did. Um, otherwise, what uh, was nice, would you say? Yeah. I Thailand yeah, right in, in, the oh, as in as India is always fun. Yeah, yeah, have been to India. A few yeah. times. Yeah. You know. Plus,
2: Plus Africa, Africa. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. In around
0: 2016, well into his retirement, Rashmi started to notice some memory problems. Initially he put this down to getting older, but one accidental payment prompted Rashmi to make a GP appointment. It says that you were diagnosed with Alzheimer's in about 2017, is that correct? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, might be
1: 16. Yeah. I don't Me. remember because I belong to the Society remember <laughs> Alzheimer's.
0: <laughs> what was it that made you want to seek a diagnosis? Were you having troubles with memory or any other symptoms that made you think there might be something wrong?
1: Weren't well, serious symptoms as far as I know with memory. Mm. But I knew my memory wasn't very good as it used to be. I mean, as when I was younger, I mean, it was fantastic memory, mm. people used to say. But uh, I knew that I wasn't remembering as well, but then I thought, the age. But I school words and turned out it was I yeah. Do you remember we were going
2: away with Gloria and Jack and you paid her twice? And luckily, it was then, so that worried us. Mm. I think I think that mm. was a kind of problem.
0: You kind of noticed it in yourself. Was there anything that you noticed, Maggie, as well? Or?
2: I must have at the time, yeah. but it's 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 so gradual, you
1: know. Mm. Also, because yeah. we were retired, it wasn't uh, there wasn't so much pressure. Mm. So that's true. I,
2: I know. I mean, looking back is when you tend to notice yeah, things. in hindsight. Um, yeah. You used to do all the money stuff. And it was taking you such yeah. a long time, and I couldn't understand it because you hadn't before at the tax. I can remember you sitting there, you know, day after day.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I suppose that's quite um, that would have been quite unlike you, having been a, a physics teacher, exactly. because physics yes. involves quite a lot of maths, doesn't it? So, okay.
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you. And I had a very good memory as well.
2: Yeah, I don't, it was
1: used to comment on it yeah. saying, oh, you remember everything.
2: And, so and you yeah. used
1: to learn all the names of your class very quickly, didn't oh, yeah. you? Oh, yeah, when well, I started well, teaching, yeah. within a, after a couple of lessons, I knew everybody's names. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite a lot. It's usually about um, 20 or 30 students, is that yeah, right? Yeah, so that's quite no. a good memory. To...
1: So take 36 times table. <laughs> I hardly had to use it afterwards. When I, one holiday I was working for a sugar factory company when I, when I was in Uganda. Yeah. And I was calculating how much sugar they produced. So there were lots of 36 pound bags. But rather than saying you sold so many bags this month or in that month, I calculated how many pounds of sugar they were yeah. selling. So within a day I knew all the 36 pounds table and even now I remember. It.
2: Yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> useful.
0: So, to recap, Rashmi Pawn is a retired physics teacher who lives with his wife Maggie in Brighton. He was born and brought up in Uganda but moved to London in his teens to study. He then went to university, eventually obtaining a PhD. He met Maggie in London and the couple moved to Canada together in 1974 to work as teachers. Moving to Canada allowed Rashmi to be closer to his family who were forced to leave Uganda during the military dictatorship of Idi Amin in 1972. Rashmi and Maggie moved back to London, where Rashmi worked at several schools, at one point becoming the head of science. Next, Rashmi and Maggie tell us how dementia affects their family and how they've had to adapt. And um, at the time you say you were kind of struggling with things you wouldn't normally struggle with and um, having problems with your memory, do you find it's that you forget to kind of do daily tasks? How would you say it affects you on a daily basis, your dementia?
1: Because I'm retired now, there isn't much that I need to know now, in a way, but in the old days if I went shopping, I probably didn't even bother to worry about the list. I knew there were these 10 things I had to buy or which obviously I can't, but otherwise, we're managing.
2: But you don't, you don't well, do any of the finance now, that's what mm-hmm. I was doing just then.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, basically. You, you help me as much as you can, but it's very much that way around. Yeah. So, uh, not only arrange what we're going to do, but also remind you.
0: Rashmi went for some memory tests, and although he scored well on one, he was asked to return and take another. This showed that something wasn't quite right, and Rashmi says getting a diagnosis wasn't straightforward.
1: I mean, it wasn't, how shall I put it, as straightforward. We mm. said, come to this test, and this is our result. So gradually... Worked out, but uh, we don't get uh, it. Never that was extra help or anything. We? They well, said you've got Alzheimer's, and that was okay, uh, that was it.
2: But we went into the memory assessment, I think that was only for a year initially, and then there was a gap. But now we're back with them again, they mm. seem to have changed there. We've been all over the place. That was the one thing that was quite annoying.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> a clinic here, a clinic uh. there. Why not?
0: Rashmi and Maggie soon had to adjust to Rashmi's dementia diagnosis, with Maggie taking on more daily tasks. They felt there was no clear roadmap for them, and other health issues added to the challenge. Yeah, it must have been quite an ad- adjustment for the both of you, and especially you, Maggie, then, to oh find God, that it you've got really all these... Oh, it awful
2: at the beginning, because yeah. it doesn't come naturally to me doing financial things. <laughs> you know, I couldn't care less, normally. but the, um, the, the the kind of the thing that made the most difference was um, you being your driving license being taken mm. away in 2019. Yeah, so that's that was, that's made a huge difference. We haven't even had a car for a year, but we are going to get one. We have bought one from his brother because we miss being able to go out of town.
0: Yeah,
1: we've got friends uh, scattered. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we used to go out to the town quite often, or just go for a day and spend the time on another beach other than here. And also, I had noticed that my memories was getting getting bad, so it was obvious I shouldn't be driving. Mm.
0: So that was, a, that was a, a pain because you found that you couldn't um, go up to see friends or go out of town as often. Yeah, yeah.
2: obviously, like if we'd been shopping or whatever, he'd drop me with the shopping and go and park. Yeah. But now, you know, I have to do yeah. everything. Yeah. He had a heart attack in
0: 2018.
2: Um, so he, uh, he has loads of medicines, yeah, yes. and I think that some of them do have knock-on effects. And at the moment, sp- I mean, you this this is something I find hard. He's um, borderline diabetic, mm. but has always had a sweet tooth. Yeah. So and he's, he f- says he forgets, whether he really does forget That's the main reason know.
1: why I developed my <laughs> uh, memory <laughs> problems because. Then I can forget about it, and <laughs> I can keep
0: stress. Yes. Living in Brighton allows Rashmi to spend time with his grandchildren, who call him Dada, though they have noticed some changes since his diagnosis. Do you remember how... Um, is it two sons that you have? Is it actually three, three. Three. And do you remember telling them about your dementia? Do you remember how they reacted to that news? I
1: don't know if we ever sit down and like break the Mm. news, but they were already noticing that I was having problems. They uh, gathered quite quickly. I don't remember telling them that. I think they find it quite upsetting now, don't they? Mm. And the granddaughters notice
2: now.
0: Do you think it's important to educate the next generation about dementia?
1: Which we do in a way, but uh, there isn't... uh, such a change that it affects them so much because I still play with them and talk to them and they probably don't notice it uh.
2: I think the thing they notice and Maver especially gets annoyed by as you're repeating things when we walk back from school you constantly say to her let me carry your bag and she says it's all right you know and you say it over and over again and she does get annoyed with that but in terms of playing yeah I mean you can you can do word games as well You, you can still
0: Groups for people affected by dementia and support from charities like Age UK have been really valuable to both Rashmi and Maggie, helping them to navigate life after a diagnosis and claim benefits they didn't know they were entitled
2: to. We're quite surprised we could get anything. And mentally, I'm saving it because we don't have any paid care. But who knows? We did get very. As you can tell, I still don't really have a mental map of how it all fits Mm. together. So we just find out things and... But I think it's probably coming together more. I think it's developing more because it's more of a problem, perhaps. But I must say that, you know, we are grateful because there seems to be such a lot. You know, some weeks, it's almost too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, in you. Yes. yeah. Um, so we go once a month to Southwick Community Centre. Okay, yeah. The trouble is, Rashmi doesn't really remember what he's done at meetings. And so I have no idea whether it's helpful or, no, or interesting. But when I'm there as well, then it's different. We we have we have fun, they arrange parties, quizzes. They're very Last time it was yeah. a nice day, so we sat outside <laughs> and we were, we were playing ball and stuff, weren't we?
0: Next steps. Visit alzheimer's.org.uk slash about hyphen dementia. For our symptoms checklist and learn more about the signs of dementia, which may not be a natural part of ageing. For personalised information and advice, call our Dementia Connect support line on 33 150 3456, or for Welsh speakers, call 033 00 947 Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more Alzheimer's Society podcasts. This podcast was written and recorded by Jessica Hubbard and produced by Mediarite.